Bonjour et bienvenue à Collège Jeanne Sauvé. Today is school day 14. Please rise and try to remember what you ate for breakfast last Tuesday. What about today? Can you remember any of it? Does breakfast even exist? Students, teachers, malevolent beings, we as a school, as a community, have an enormous threat on our hands. This threat can spell the end of school as we know it. And before you start celebrating, know that your fate is hopelessly entwined with the fate of this school. Your whole future depends on earning the blessing of the Council of the Sun Temple. If this school ceases to exist, your future will also cease to exist. Of course, we're not entirely sure what this means, since the concept of your future is vague at best, but it sounds menacing, so we should be afraid. We should always be afraid. We should be afraid of our present. We should be afraid of our future. We should not be afraid of our past, since it has already happened and we're now powerless to do anything about it. We should be afraid of our impact on the world. We should be afraid of our lack of impact on the world. We should be afraid of dying alone. We should be afraid of dying young. We should not be afraid of dying, only of dying without having lived. We should be afraid of our bodies, of the fragileness of squirming flesh that could quit on us at any time. We should be afraid of our minds, of this incomprehensibly powerful tool that shapes our experience of the world. We should be afraid of our own existence and all of its possibilities. We should be afraid of inexistence and its lack of possibilities. But most importantly, we should be afraid of pistachios. Dear listeners, we have the worst of all situations on our hands. The pistachios are here, and they will not leave until they have what they want. The pistachios are currently for sale in the school cafeteria. The regular canteen staff has not been seen in a few days, having gone missing around the same time the canteen started selling pistachios. The new canteen staff are, well, they're, they're hard to describe. They're your typical canteen staff, but there's something off about them. Is it their shadows? Their eyes? Their teeth? Their reports are unclear. The one detail everyone can agree on, however, is their insistence for students to get a side of pistachios with whatever they buy. From a full bowl of pasta to a pack of hauls, this new lunch staff will ask you with a wide, soulless smile if you'd like pistachios with that. We know by now to refuse the pistachios, after what happened to Mr. Albrecht, but the noon canteen staff doesn't take kindly to refusals. They'll keep insisting that you buy their pistachios until all but the strongest-willed students cave. I would advise everyone to buy food from the Robins at the community center instead of the canteen, but the Robins is no longer open during school hours. Apparently, memory wiping breaks several health and safety laws, so they were banned from selling food to students until they figure out how to stop wiping memories. Also, CGS students are banned from the community center due to several fires in the garbage cans, which is a step up from last year's single fire in the garbage can. Good job, whoever's lighting those fires. Keep it up. If you must buy food from the calf, accept the pistachios, but do not eat them. Once you receive your food, head immediately to room 221 and incinerate the pistachios in the lava pit. Do not eat the pistachios. 
If you care at all about the fate of this school, and consequently, your future, you will not eat the pistachios. I mean, you probably don't care about any of this at all, but at least pretend you do, for your own safety and so that I don't get sued. And now, for the announcements. The Transdimensional Art Contest is coming up soon. Entries should be submitted to any of the art teachers by October 18th. The winner will receive a new pair of eyeballs. The first hockey practice will be held at Dakota Community Center at 6.52am on Thursday. Everyone who survived tryouts is required to be present, as this first practice also doubles as team bonding. If you are not present for the bonding ritual, your soul will remain separate from the rest of the teams and you won't have access to team telepathy, greatly hindering your ability to be an effective team player. Please show up, or your whole team will hate you. There will be a time loop drill on Tuesday. If you get stuck in a time loop, do not panic. There are many advantages to being stuck in a time loop, such as being able to repeat certain classes so that you actually understand what's happening in it for once, buying as much food as you can eat and getting your, all your money back once the loop restarts, messing with your friends and teachers by memorizing what they say and saying it at the exact same time as them, asking your friends what they want for their birthday without being too obvious since they'll forget about it as soon as the loop restarts, and being able to do whatever you want with no consequences. If you get stuck in a time loop this Tuesday, it should only last about six loops. Enjoy it! The school division is looking for coaches and referees for the grades 7 to 8 volleyball and basketball leagues. If you know a lot about these sports, have your helicopter pilot's license, are capable of destroying an Air Force base armed only with a sport, and are looking to make a positive impact on future athletes while earning a bit of cash, then this is the job for you. The paperwork will appear under your pillow tonight. Friday has been declared non-existent. Anyone caught talking or thinking about Friday, including humming Last Friday Night by Katy Perry or mentioning that American restaurant TGIF, will be punished with extra Mondays. Auditions for this year's musical will be held Monday after school. Auditions for last year's musical will be held Tuesday after school. Auditions for next year's musical will be held Wednesday after school. Auditions for the heat death of the universe are always. And now back to our ongoing coverage of our dire situation. Pistachios have started appearing in places pistachios should not be. One grade 10 reports that his phone has been replaced by a brick of pistachios. Students are finding the nuts in their gym shoes, in their pencil cases, and in their lockers. Locker 138 is filled with pistachios and has very strong opinions about it. It is obvious that this is wave two of the pistachio attack. Try your best to avoid all contact with the pistachios. At the very least, do not touch them with your bare skin, and do not eat them. And now, sports. As I previously mentioned, the first practice for the hockey team is at 6.52am at Dakota Community Center. The memorial service for those who did not make it past tryouts will be in the gym after school on Thursday. On behalf of administration, I offer my deepest condolences for the 16 boys and girls who gave their lives in name of high school hockey. They were good players, students, and friends, and they will be missed. Come on down after school to watch them be cremated by a Zamboni. This has been Sports. Oh, now this is unexpected, listeners. We have an announcement from the Council of the Sun Temple. They have issued a statement saying that they do not know anything about the pistachios and that they are not involved with the decisions of the new cafeteria staff in any way. They would also like to reassure us that the cafeteria staff are totally definitely human and not meat puppets created by the council and that they really have no idea, we promise, why pistachios are appearing in places that weren't approved for pistachio contact.
They also demand that students stop going to the Forest of the Sun Temple to smoke and do drugs. Now, I don't know about you, dear listeners, but the council's wording sounds a little suspicious. But I'm not allowed to say that over the intercom since the council has absolute power over our school and can and will permanently censor anything that might threaten their hold over the students. Um, you weren't supposed to know that. Oh hey, here's a report of a car in the wrong parking spot. A red punch buggy with black spots, a black head, two antennae, six legs, foldable wings, and an appetite for aphids is currently parked in Madame Sirenavec's spot. If this is your car, please move it. Madame Sirenavec has an A-slot class to teach, and she will not hesitate to use pesticides on your car. To distract myself from the very real possibility that this is my last announcement, and I will be permanently censored as soon as I go off the intercom because I said too much about the Council of the Sun Temple, I'm going to talk about grades. We all know that grades are important. That's why our teachers and parents push us so hard to do well in school. But being a good person is much more important than having good grades. This is because the Council of the Sun Temple, who are completely benevolent beings and we do not know anything about your rule over this school and your mind control and all that, all hail the Council of the Sun Temple, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this is because the Council of the Sun Temple pays very close attention to your every action. If you are a good-hearted, kind person, and you constantly perform the right rituals and sacrifices, you will earn the Council's favor. Once you have the favor of multiple super-powerful beings, your grades become meaningless. If you do not have the Council's favor, your grades are also meaningless, since you likely won't live past graduation. You can still try and get good grades to pretend that you have control over your life, but in the long term, it's pointless. Everything is pointless. We have been doomed to die since our very breath. In the long term, we're as meaningless as a singular snowflake. We might have an impact if we team together. But soon enough, we'll melt and things will go back to the way they were before. So get good grades, or don't. It doesn't matter either way. And now back to the pistachio situation. Students have been phoning, texting, faxing, and astral projecting into the studio to ask why exactly should we be avoiding pistachios. First of all, why are you even asking these questions? Hasn't high school taught you to never question what you're told? Second of all, the effects of the pistachio should be obvious after what happened to Mr. Albrecht. If you're one of those students who live under a rock, I guess I'll explain it for you. I guess I can't really blame you for not knowing, since those rocks are really heavy and it's hard to get out and catch up on gossip if you can't even escape the rock that you're trapped under. It happened as follows. Mr. Albrecht bought a pistachio muffin from the calf. Mr. Albrecht ate the pistachio muffin from the calf. Mr. Albrecht stared into space for half an hour while his skin slowly melted. Mr. Albrecht disappeared from all school photos and documents. Mr. Albrecht disappeared from life. Several other students and staff members who have consumed the pistachios have suffered the same fate. There is now no record of them except for in our untrustworthy memories. The good news from all this is that if you are deleted from existence by the pistachios, you won't have to take exams. The bad news is that you'll be deleted from existence. The other good news is that you might be deleted from existence. The shadow government is currently working on undeleting these people, but they aren't sure if life has a recently deleted file, or a recycling bin, or an undo button. They aren't even sure if this is a computer simulation at all. All affairs to do with reality and simulations are dealt with by the Galactic Assembly, not the Shadow Government. Anyways, everything is fine, reality is mostly real, don't touch the pistachios, and most importantly, don't worry. 
worrying is punishable by f And now, an announcement from Madame Donnelly's kazoo class. I've been talking mostly about the bad side of this pistachio ordeal, but there is some good news too. The glowing eyes, which have been living the vents for almost a month now, are gone. We don't need to worry about getting paralyzed anymore. Of course, the bad news is that the vents are now filled with pistachios, which are raining down from the ceiling and hitting unsuspected students on the heads. The good news is that Custodial has replaced the ceiling tiles. The bad news is that most of Custodial has been deleted from existence. Administration has joined the shadow government via encrypted chat room on the dark web in undeleting the people affected by the pistachios, since they don't want to go through the extensive process of hiring new staff. They say that they don't have the time to perform all the blood rituals, sacrifices to the Council of the Sun Temple, and paperwork. Administration hates paperwork. More on this story as information gets declassified, but now, a message from the UNESCO Club. It's late at night. You're home alone. Your parents, or parent, have gone out for drinks, or an errand, or visiting a friend. Or maybe they never even existed at all. You remember them existing. You remember your childhood and them teaching you how to ride a bike and driving you to school when you missed the bus arguing with them as a teenager, but you can't see them right now, so you can't be certain that they even existed at all. No matter. It's late at night. You're home alone. You're playing a game on your phone, a mindless little thing, a way to pass the time, a way to occupy your mind, a way to keep you from thinking too deep, a way to stop you from dwelling on your regrets. You glance outside. It's dark out. Dark cold, like the depths of the ocean. You don't know what's out there, also like the depths of the ocean. You couldn't care less about what's out there, still like the depths of the ocean. You stare out your window, forgetting your vow to stay mindless. It's dark out. So, so dark. It makes sense, you think. It's late at night. You're home alone. You don't know what's out there. You couldn't care less. The darkness is thick, swirling, crashing up against your windows. Water. No, that can't be water. It's far too dark, far too thick. The not-water leaks in through the window frame, trickling down the wall. It's late at night. You're home alone. You don't know what's out there. You don't know what's coming into your home, either. You go back to the game on your phone. If you don't pay it any attention, maybe the darkness will go away. 
you try not to think about how darkness never goes away. Even on the sunniest days, there are shadows. Even in your happiest moments, there is sadness. Darkness is essential. Darkness is what forms the universe, which formed our stars, which formed our planet, which formed us. We are made of darkness. You try to forget it, to put it out of your mind, to bury your regrets. You sit there, playing away on your phone, while the darkness trickles closer. It leaves dark stains on the walls and the floors. You absolutely think that your parents will get mad at you about those stains, if your parents even exist at all. It's late at night. You're home alone. You don't know what's out there. You care very, very much. All those years of buried sadness, of ignored regret, of forgotten anger, have come back. The darkness demands to be acknowledged, and yet you continue to play on your phone, trying to find solace in the glowing screen, trying to enjoy your last moments of peace before the darkness reaches you. And when it does, when you are engulfed by the thick, streaming darkness, it's not nearly as sudden or dramatic as you expected. It's not some outside force sweeping you off your feet. It's familiar, like returning home after a long trip. The darkness is a part of you, a part you've been denying, a part you had almost forgotten about, if not for those late, sleepless nights. Those late, sleepless nights where the barriers break down and the boxes open themselves and your mind wanders a little too far. This is one of those nights. It's late at night. You're home alone. You know what's out there. It knows you too. This has been a message from the UNESCO Club. Well, dear listeners, not much information has been declassified, but our problem has been solved. Turns out the pistachios did not delete people from existence, but simply teleported them. Administration and the shadow government, with help from the Council of the Sun Temple, who was probably responsible for this whole kerfuffle, report to have found and rescued all the affected people. This is what they report to have happened. What actually happened is that a grade 11 went to the forest of to smoke weed and found all the trapped in a stick She attempted to free them, but the moment she members of the shadow government emerged from the shadows and put a bag over her head. They then proceeded to free the pistachio victims and credit. Administration argued that they wouldn't find the hut if not for the tracking devices they students, so really they're the one the problem. After much which involved multiple lawyers, 15 sacrifices, and a popsicle, they decided to split the credit and the report which I read earlier. The grade 11 is still detained by the shadow government. I, uh, I just got a fax from administration. They say that all that information was classified and to stop talking about the subject because they aren't good at censoring live intercom announcements. Sure thing, administration. Speaking of censoring, I may now be in danger of being permanently censored by not only the Council of the Sun Temple, but also the Shadow Government and Administration. If you never see me again, you know why. While I've been talking, the entire ninth grade has cleared away all the pistachios. Using gloves, shovels, and garbage bags, they were bribed with a pizza lunch. All the bags of pistachios were disposed of in the moat, never to be seen again. Unless whichever malevolent force responsible for them decides to send more. 
the old canteen stop has returned. They say they were given a free trip to the Bahamas from an unknown entity, so that is where they have been for the past few days. They don't remember leaving the Bahamas and aren't quite sure how they showed up here at school in the canteen, but they're here, which is all that matters. The glowing eyes have not returned to the vents, which is slightly concerning seeing as we now don't know where they are. The good thing is that we can finally replace those ceiling tiles and return the lighting to normal. The pistachios are gone. The glowing eyes are gone. I would say that all is peaceful, but that would be a lie. The moat and its flickering creatures are still dangerous. Whatever's out there turning science teachers into fish is still dangerous. That thing in the last stall of the girls' change room is still very dangerous. Precal is still dangerous. Our life is still dangerous. Everything poses a danger to us, from our fragile bodies to our treacherous minds to the nearly infinite amount of external threats. What's important is that we're here for each other, to protect each other from the inevitable dangers and to help us survive the inevitable ones. What's important is that we're here for each other to give each other a reason to survive the inevitable danger and to remember those who didn't. Life is dangerous, but that doesn't mean we need to struggle alone. With that in mind, please pray for me. Even if you don't believe in any god, pray that I don't get permanently censored by the Council of the Sun Temple, the Shadow Government, or Administration. They will hear you, not through the power of belief, but through the brainwave scanners installed in every classroom. If enough of you object to my censorship, they might spare me. There is power in numbers, dear listeners. We are safe from the pistachios. We are safe from the glowing eyes. We are not safe from life. We are definitely not safe from exams. And I believe that I am safe from censorship because of you, dear listeners. C'est de plaisance. Passe une excellente journée. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by Madison Posthumus. Music was written and produced by Madison Posthumus and Bilan Mengesha. Bilan, I really hope I'm saying your last name right. If I'm not, please tell me because I don't want to keep saying it wrong. That'd be bad. Madame Donnelly's Kazoo class announcement was performed by Cameron Posthumus, who is still my brother, as far as I can tell. This was based very vaguely off real people and events. If you're a real person and don't like the way you're portrayed in this podcast, let me know. Also, strongly inspired by Welcome to Night Vale. If you haven't checked out Welcome to Night Vale, check it out. It's really cool. I stole the style from it, so if you like the style of this podcast, you'll like that style too. They don't need promotion from me, but because I like it and I want to talk to somebody about it, I'm promoting them anyways. If you liked this, please consider sending a review, commenting on my Instagram. I love feedback. I'm currently writing episode 6, and I'm trying to burn through my backlog of episodes so that I will be writing them in real time. Because, like, I just wrote an episode about Spirit Week, but it's not going to be released until, like, a much after Spirit Week, and that's no fun. So I'm posting these, like, really rapid fire. It's not always going to be like this, because I've been writing this since September. I'm not a fast writer, no matter what it seems like here. This is a lie. Everything's a lie. I'm lying to you. Don't trust me. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.